1: Entering the vicious circle. You are facing a fuel injected suicide machine! I'm the man! When I walk, the ground shakes!
0: I am the master.
1: Welcome to the Vicious Circle. Sid, I got to ask right out of the gate. Remember that one-arm choke slam in the intro? hmm Who was that? You know what? Uh, I don't even remember looking at who it was. Okay. Because he he helped you make that look really good. Like, he jumped.
0: Isn't no, Bob. Look- he didn't jump. I grabbed his ass up there.
1: There it is. There it is. No, that, that's, that's what helps. Uh, of course, I took a pretty
0: good choke slam myself from Undertaker and people who gave him. Yeah. That was a pretty good jumper
1: too. And that's the key to it. As long as you can get some height, it makes it look devastating. Yeah, it does. Oh, look who's here already, Val. Hey Val. Missed you last uh okay. Last she's missed the last couple of podcasts because she's been working. Uh, oh girl. I hope everything's okay. Yes. I'm glad you made it tonight. Because tonight we get to recap yesterday.
0: Right. Did anyone watch the, the shows last night at all? A-E-W.
1: I did get to see it did you uh, yeah unfortunately it was not with any of the links that that friend sent us um but i found a, a cable channel that i could get it through so mm-hmm. i got to watch it today but it's still- oh
0: you watched it today i got you now um let me ask you rob or let's i'm gonna see what i can remember about the show the first match was the um it was a so,
1: tag matches.
0: Yeah, tag match against that. Uh, what are the the bullet club or something like that?
1: The, the Smoky uh,
0: Guns? or uh, young not the, smoky, the Young Bucks, yeah. Yes. I don't know why I think of them. Oh, young Bucks, yeah, that's it. Because they come out, to, their intro is the Bucks coming out of the machine. Bucks are yes. dog, fake, fake Bucks, whatever. Now, I know this. I'm sure everyone has compared them to Rock and Roll Express. Uh, they have some similarities. The one guy... Um, the one is he's already starting to lose his hair a little bit. Um, you know what I'm talking about? I, I know him. I don't know his name. Okay, me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Listen, he look, his body's almost identical to Ricky Morton's. Maybe he's in worse shape than Ricky Morton, if that's possible. But um, that's where the comparisons stop. Mm-hmm. Those guys work their butts off. I don't yeah. care how bad their bodies are the other one's body's okay and their bodies don't matter um when you can work that good okay mm-hmm. that was a great way to start start off the show compared to following week with that boring um battle roll. I'd like to I'd be interested to see what the ratings were last week did they lose to WWE uh, Nxt at that point when did they maybe uh if they took over or not uh, that's still hard for me to believe they're beating NxT even though Nxt is Talent, to me, horrible, but it's just the production is so good. Every time I turn it back and look at that shit, the production was good uh, because, like, for instance, all right, after the tag match, things dropped off a little bit uh, in AEW. I'm trying to think it was after that. Rob, do you remember? I'm trying to remember, too. I know there was um, um, Jericho then came out and talked and uh, got that um, inner circle thing worked out which I thought was is confusing or off. It's been off a little bit the last few weeks or stupid looking. It made a little bit of sense. Um, the the guy wrestled in the match um, for this, for the get the ring back wherever the gimmick was. That was, a, he really, you know, that was probably the first time that I was impressed with it. I mean, he's always been good. Don't get me wrong, but he really did a good match on that match. Um, Then there
1: was a, um, another tag team match. Right. Um, I got the card up here. Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood against Brian Pillman Jr. And Griff Garrison.
0: Okay. That was, that was okay. Match. Um, not anything to write home about the, the, the two guys that are managed by, uh, not the Pillman guy the other tag team. Um, it was a little old school, uh, a little rough and tough in there for, uh, sort of beat those guys up a little bit. Uh that didn't make for a great match when they do like that, you know. Okay. It'd be different if they if they they worked like the Road Warriors, what I'm trying to say, and instead of, you know, they you know the one guys built like Orn Orn was known as a great worker. Uh and they're good workers too. They could have had a better match with those guys. But it was okay. Nothing. To, you know, I would think that would be a time to sort of turn the channel. I don't know. I'm guessing this cuz I like to predict the ratings too. All right. So then um
1: were they the of ones course. that were managed by Tully Blanchard? Yes, yes, Not, Rob. Right?
0: Then um, you had the Dustin Rhodes match in again. there somewhere. Ten, yep. And that was a, another good reason to turn the channel. Um, again, they they had a few good high spots in there. Um, what was the um, the intro the the interview with Sting? That segment, I'm sure that segment probably kept the people's attention, and it wasn't a Awful interview, but it was a little just you know I don't know what do you think Rob? What did you think about?
1: It? I'm still not sure what the angle is with him. Um,
0: right? It was a little just duh, right?
1: Yeah, like it was like everybody said it's great seeing him again. You know, it's, right. it's interesting, but where are they going with him?
0: That's the thing is, Rob. They've never known where to go with him it's His whole career. Remember everything we've seen? You know, it's the, um they did open the door and leave the door open for him and Cody to work sometime.
1: Let me, mention, that'll be over. Go, go ahead. Sorry. Um, a friend of mine just came on Rochelle. Um, she said, Hey boo. Now, and this is interesting because this is where sting got his big jump. My friend Rochelle was actually in a movie called the crow. Okay. And that's where sting got his white and black face paint from. Okay. Yeah. When he did the big comeback. So then he had guidance. He had the rafters, you know, he had that persona but here.
0: I know it was just, again, to me, it was just, uh, I don't think it was be worth a W would lose the people's attention or the people's the viewerships or anything.
1: Here's Danilo comments on it. Great segment with sting and the other guys. It was great when sting pointed to the stand saying it's familiar or something like that with Darby Allen sitting up there. It's like a reminder of himself when he was back in WCW lurking in the rafters. Right.
0: And so, to me, that of course we all saw that. So, when I see all that and what he just said there too, Rob, that says to me, when I see that segment, it says they didn't take their time to think about that and really put some time or thought in that to get the the most out of it to make it look the best it could. You know, they just didn't do that. They didn't, you, you know, you could have, even if you just had. An hour before the show, you could have written a better interview for that. It was just a short interview. So it wasn't something you had to think a lot about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it just looks like another, and a lot of those segments look like that too through the show. To me, and I don't know if anybody picked up on that. Um, it just looked like those things, a lot of them weren't thought out, you know, you know weren't were a lot of thought put into it.
1: I got to admit, this is the first full show I got to watch. Right, you know, I've seen bits and pieces, and it's interesting. It felt like a an indie show, that right? Spent a bit of money, right, know? right. WWE, like you said, it's polished and it's so to present stuff, and I kept expecting that, but then they came out and they had the pyrotechnics, and it seems so small scale.
0: It does, Rob. You know, and I didn't really see I didn't I didn't see the small scale to last week when I actually flicked over and started watching NXT a little bit. It was like wow. And I said I think last week, you know, we all know Steve Regal's a good guy, but he's boring. And uh I, what that little 15 30 second thing I saw I was well, like, whoa man. And it was just showed him and went to a deal about war games. and said, that's cool stuff, you know. But this is what <clears throat> when I watched more of NXT last night than I have in a long time. The thing about their show, and I can see where people would tune back to something that's less polished because it's maybe more interesting. Um, It's again, and I've said this a thousand times, uh, reminds me of that parody or that comparison that South Park made about the WWE is just almost that stupid. So that's what I understand. They've got this great polish, better than ever. Uh, their talent and the angles and all the stuff they're doing to make it. But it's just their talent and the the ways that they're presenting these people. Just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's creepy.
1: I got to agree with you on that. DeMiro has a thing here. Maybe you could refer. It says, I believe Scott Hall gave him the crow idea, Rob, to paint his face black and white. Mm, No. No? I don't think so. I don't. You would be uh, the one you were closer to any of us or closer than any of us to that is situation. Well,
0: I, I'm a good friend of Scott Sting, and I don't remember Scott if Scott did that, he would have told me that a million times. He would have taken credit for it a million times. I, I'm the one who came up with that. Uh, <laughs> but he I hadn't heard him say that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Rochelle came back. Oh, you had to mention little old me. Well, yeah, it was perfect timing. She's from the movie that Sting took his persona from. Right. Uh, here's one too I, I, Just to jump in the middle Hey Sid have you heard that WCW is having a reboot
0: No um, I wonder what
1: reboot means To kind of start over Like someone's taking it and making it new I'm going to look that up right now Because I have not heard Well it would be hard to do if Vince owns WCW Unless he's opening it up like NXT for another division
0: Right that's true Uh um,
1: Oh, I, oh, WCW returning hey, in two thousand two. This is so,
0: go ahead, and talk. Hey, uh, this is what's funny. Did ever did anyone notice Jake Roberts? Yeah. He, he, he was dressed like a I don't know what, like a Christmas ball. <laughs> and he was so geeked out over there. You know, that to me, I just want to grab who was in charge and choke him and say, stop this right now. You know, it's just like again, it's almost like that movie Rob that you never saw before, black and white, that scary movie called The Freaks. You know, you oh, start man. off with Jim Ross, and you got Jake Roberts there at the end. Now, two, I didn't understand. You know, you got the the big guy in that match, the tag match, um, um, whatever his name was. You had the butcher and his partner, and then you had um, what was, uh, Jake Roberts, the guy he's managing. Um, they tried to make him a baby face in that match. That was horrible. And then at the end of it, uh, and I think this is the last thing of the night where, um, so they did it. This uh, this to me, again, this says the boys were coming up with these ideas. So they go into the match and they get one of the guys and they hurt him by power driving or slamming through a table. So they take him out. So it's a three on two. They keep mentioning that. And so uh, they had the match, blah, blah, blah. And he gets to the end, and so they lose. All they lost, it was three to two. And then so to make everybody feel good about losing, they had these other guys go in, and the other guy, Stryker, whatever his name was, uh, what's his name? Um, the, the big guy with the Mohawk? Uh, something Striker, oh, Jay Striker,
1: Something like Look that. Lance
0: Stryker. Lance. Um,
1: oh, yeah, Lance something.
0: Yeah. um. Lance, yeah, Archer, you know, they were really giving him a pretty good uh, push there, what people call push, and then all of a sudden, you know, that match last night, you know, trying to make him a baby face, and then they let him, you know, beat everybody up. When I've see when I i seen finishes giving out like that, usually it was like, okay, let's just get this guy over, and then goes, well, let's see, um, well, that didn't really make me look good, so what if we take this dude here and put him through a uh, table and then he don't even have to work tonight. And then it's just two or three and then we lose because we're, we're bigger than y'all, but y'all still beat us two or three. And then, hey, by the way, then I'll beat y'all y'all at the end with my finishes and blah, 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 blah. And so what that does to get the people home, just time to go, yeah!
1: So stop it. Come up mm-hmm. better finish. The finish was horrible. Hey, it it does say here, WCW returning in 2021 okay there was there was a, a message tweeted that said we are wCw we are rebooting the once popular wrestling promotion from the 90s our first event will be taking place in Lake mary Florida on October 10th 2021 and all tapings live events and shows will take place via Skystorm or wait Skystorm Inc okay we will bring back old and new faces from 2021 reboot and currently searching for independent wrestlers to join our full-time on our roster. Our email address is worldchampionshipwrestling2021 at gmail.com if you want to be a part of the new WCW. So what this this news article here did is they reached out to that Skystorm and they said, we have not made any arrangements, partnerships or arrangements with WCW. We received an email inquiry from the production services on December 1st, but they haven't responded to the inquiry. No discussion has been made and this was done without their knowledge. So I don't know who posted that. But probably not gonna happen. Yeah. One person put up here. Uh yeah, Vince. Where is it? Vince would sue them ASAP for copyright.
0: <laughs> yeah, big I, I would think so.
1: Hmm. So I'm gonna watch that though. I'm gonna keep an eye on it. We'll see what happens. Hey, I'm gonna get refilled water. I'll be right back. Keep keep everyone happy, Rob. Absolutely. I will do song and dance. Well, maybe not a whole song and not a whole dance. (laughs) But yeah, that was what I found for WCW returning. Earlier, it's also said on Twitter earlier this morning, an announcement was made on Twitter account that we were bringing back the once popular wrestling promotion on October 10th. Um, Unfortunately, the record Reception was met with a lot of mixed to negative reception online as many people believe that we did not have any rights to original WCW and thought this was a hoax, which has led to our original tweet being criticized. We want to ensure fans of the upcoming WCW reboot that we do in fact have rights to the original property. However, world wrestling entertainment told us that we can have only 50% Of the original WCW, meaning that we can have the rights to some of the logos, pay-per-views, merchandise, and character names. This afternoon, we contacted Skystorm Productions and Gmail. I'm sorry. No, no, don't worry. I was reading the rest of that article. Apparently, they say they are working with WWE and have 50% rights to WCW. So Okay, maybe so. We'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Hey, real quick before I forget this. I found
0: a, um, a a song. I heard a song the other day or uh, today. It's by uh, a a band. I saw this guy's name's Derek Trucks band. His wife is named Tatishi, T E D E S C H I Trucks T R U C K S band, and it's called "Learn How to Love." It's a pretty. She's it's a blues group, but it's a new type of. Just a new group. Not new, new, but I've seen the guy Derek Trucks on um, Eric Clapton's Guitar uh, Music Festival, and man, is he good. Um, he's not a singer, but uh, she does the singing. and She's also a guitar player, and she's really good too. So if everybody, anyone wants to ch- check out that song, Learn How to Love.
1: There we go. <clears throat> what is this? John says, a Psycho Sid Christmas special. Sid puts Santa through a workshop table. <laughs>
0: Wow, man. No. Hey, I went Christmas shopping today, everyone. Wow, it was weird out there. I was telling Rob, I went to the two busy smalls I've known in my whole life here in Memphis, and there was no one there. All the shops, the the cadaver chocolate places I've gone to get, say, my grandmother when I was a kid, and and my wife for the last 30-something years, I've got her chocolate every Christmas. Uh, Not there anymore. It's just um, depressing. To see what COVID nineteen has done to Christmas this year.
1: That really, is, actually, it,
0: it really is, man. It's weird out there.
1: Okay, let's see here. Um, The next match that they had on there was that six man tag.
0: Yeah, that, yeah, that's the one with Lance Archer.
1: Yes, and then it was. Ha- uh, go ahead, Rob. Oh no, no, go right ahead. No, you head. oh my God, I love this. The singles match they have listed here, uh, it's a women's match, Abaddon versus jobber number one. But that was not <laughs> the person's name on the show.
0: No, it was. It said number job. What does it say, number Jobber one? Jobber number one. Jobber. Now, that was a. You no, know, they did that pretty good. Now, um, you know, the, the champ, Japanese, Chinese, Asian, uh, she doesn't speak really good English. But uh, she did it really well. She She's really scared of that girl. I'm scared of the girl, too. It's creepy looking. I don't know where they got the idea, but um, it's not going to work, you know? Yep. It's a little weird.
1: And then right after that, they had the Kenny Omega interview.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, man. I forgot about that. It was that bad. You know, Kenny Omega went from, like, here to just woof, you know? Uh, he will be a good heel. Um I guess we could all say we didn't see that coming or I didn't, you know. Um I don't think I would I would think myself and not knowing either one very well, I think Moxley would be a better heel. I'll tell you, the one match too in that match, uh the six man. I was disappointed with that one guy. Um what's his name? The let me see. They have the blade, the butcher, and Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston. I really was looking more out of more out of Eddie Kingston when I have seen him with that match with uh, Moxley, and I said, "This little again, not a great body, but just a real rough, tough." Knowing those little bitty things in the ring that to me watching it really, you know, I enjoy it. You know, he didn't do a lot of those last night. It looked like one spot there. They weren't for sure what they were doing. Now. I like that too. Even I don't mind. I like seeing a mistake. I say that I've said that before. I like seeing a mistake or not know what's happening. Sometimes makes it look real. So you can tell they were they were confused about a spot, which that's okay. But then get back in there and correct it. <clears throat> he just didn't get a chance, and it's hard. And I'm sure he's he's telling me this right now, like he knows everything. Um, he's saying, Sid, um, and it is hard to do anything in a six man tag. But I've been in a few, and I got myself over. So uh, a little disappointing. The, the Butcher, I like him. I don't know who he is. I just, I like watching. He works pretty good for a uh, thick, um, you know, a big guy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, again, I like to see different things. So he's a little different than everybody else. Um, but,
1: uh, again, just a little disappointed that whole match. And then they had the final match. MJF versus orange Cassidy.
0: Yeah. I like that. It was pretty good. That was a good way to end the show. You, that felt like a WWE ending.
1: Yeah. That was a good ending. It did, And I, I, I don't mean it to mean like that's the pinnacle. I just meant that. level no. Bang. Yeah. It was a good fin, a good end to the night. The one commentator read, right. Was right. It turned into a glorified lumberjack match. Literally.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that, I, I don't know whose idea that was, but that was a good idea.
1: Um, now i didn't watch nxt so i'm not sure what happened on that show
0: i did watch some of the things again um i don't know any of the people's name unfortunately um it it, it was again well produced and well polished show but it just um just it was like a soap opera more than anything like a musical or something i don't know they did have good music on there and they were playing real music too, real artists. Did you notice that? Or you just say you didn't see it? No. Yeah. I don't know how they did that, but that was cool. So some parts of it's really cool, you know. It's all cool, but the wrestling part.
1: And see, I think that's what drew it me out of it because other than a couple people in uh uh AEW, I didn't mm-hmm. know anybody. And it's yeah. hard to have that attachment, you know, to be able to. Cheer or boo somebody a lot, right? But yeah, it's
0: it's and two, it um, I tell you too, Rob, watching it and, and watching both shows a little bit, they're both horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, they're they're both not really good. And I can see now while I watch, you know, a rerun like tonight, I'm watching a rerun of USC, uh, you know, because there's not a lot of college basketball basketball tonight, but um. There's something, this is, I've said this before too, before too as well. I don't know how Dan White's doing this, but UFC reruns were more fun to watch than the first run of WWE or A W shows to me. It's just really? something about, and he made more money by doing less shows and, and re-airing these, these replay shows, and there's something to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like when he's gonna say if two guys about to get ready for a fight and say and I don't care who it is, and I don't care how long they've been in the company, they'll go back and show fights of him that person winning and losing to promote the next fight. They it's just it's a great way they they have no um there's no um it's not bad to win or lose there. You know, you're still a good you're still a good person as long as you fought the good fight. You yep. know. That's what wrestling used to be like, everyone. We didn't really care about the wins and losses as long as they put up the good fight. And that means they were working hard every night. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not happening a lot anymore.
1: (laughs) There we go. Gabriel said, Sid should have been the third member of the Brothers of Destruction. Would have been cool.
0: I don't know who the Brothers of Destruction are.
1: That's uh, Taker and Kane.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, That would be like the Sisters of Destruction.
1: (laughs) There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. Oh, even John here. John says, season greetings, guys, and Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes. And next Wednesday is my birthday. It's almost that. Yeah, it's coming up. That's right. I forgot to tell everyone that. Yes. Let's see what else we can find here. Oh, here's our buddy George from Crave's Poutinery. He says hi. Just a little wave. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, George. Uh, Val says got to work next weekend, the 19th, for the SEC championship and Falcons on the 20th at MSB, MBS. But she'll be there this Sunday. Val, what do you do in,
0: in Atlanta with all these games? Are you a referee? I'm wondering, actually. Yes. Yeah. I, she keeps throwing out these um, these big deals of all these games. And right? she must be like a head of one of these venues or something.
1: She must own a stadium.
0: Yeah, that's it. She's a stadium. What's the guy's name? Um, Oh, shoot. The owner of uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, not a clue. Arthur Banks, I think. She's his boss.
1: There we go. Uh, Frank Middleton says, hey, Sid, this is Frank from Memphis Judo and Jiu-Jitsu. I hope all is well with you.
0: Hey, Frank,
1: what's going on, man?
0: (laughs) Memphis Judo and Jiu-Jitsu.
1: Yeah, I, w- I went in there the other day
0: and saw the place and talked to uh, Blake, the guy that runs the place. Really nice people out there. I'll tell you what. I was out there, and uh, if it's the Frank, I'm thinking really nice guy. He's got a kid. I used to give the kids some gum once in a while. Um, but i am tell you what, man. What a place to work out. I never had any, any – made more gains I've ever made in a little bitty place, just a concrete floor, a few little weights, a speed bag, a heavy bag. And this little skinny, little geeky guy named um, Kevin Botwatski or something that runs that boxing facility back there, those guys killed me back there. But I had a really good time there at Memphis. The owner is David Ferguson, a really nice guy. Every time I see him, he says, oh, come on over, and hang out. But um, really good people there. Blake, the guy that runs it, if anyone wants to take themselves as a good place for their family as well, a lot of kids there in the afternoon taking judo, Uh, They have a wrestling um, uh, area in the back for a big wrestling team that wrestles there. Uh, It's just a really good atmosphere.
1: Nice. Uh, Here's one from Kurt. He's seen a clip of Sid yesterday being escorted by motorcycle guy. Exits a limousine in true Sid fashion from Power Pro Wrestling, I think. Yeah. What was the deal with the little hat you were wearing?
0: (laughs) Sid was. I can't remember the hat. But that whole idea was my idea. I, I knew all those guys. Really? Yeah.
1: Hmm. How long ago was that? Because that Power Pro Wrestling.
0: Me- my, that's Memphis Wrestling. Um Okay. That was um uh, there's a lot of guys from the old Gold's gym. Uh what was the guy? Don Rafferty, uh, all these guys. I think we took somebody out there and like chained them up and act like we were pulling them apart with the motorcycle. It's right across the street from the Memphis, one of the Memphis police precincts, and the, the motorcycles were all jacked up, and they were sitting off everybody's alarm, you no, know, uh, uh, burglar alarms in their
1: cars. Was, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. It was, man. Uh, here's one from Jared. He says, "Sid, do you remember the time you went to Homer'sville, or sorry, Hornersville, Hornersville?" Missouri, and wrestled with Scott Hall, Jerry Lawler, and Gorgeous George III, probably 95, and around the same time you and Scott had a match on Monday Night Raw, and you jumped through the pyrotechnics and hit Scott from behind. Anyway, I was at Homersville, Hornersville at night and got my picture taken with you and Cowboy Seth. Great match.
0: <laughs> that was great. Cowboy Seth is the guy, well, he's a kid or a young guy. I, I talk about it, I'll tell you, the kid with Down syndrome, and uh, he got to go to the matches with us. And we did an angle, Scott and I did on TV with Seth, where um, we had Seth go out and um, we rehearsed it in the background, in the back. And we said, okay, Seth, you're going to go up to the table and we're going to call you out in this live TV, okay? So we're going to bring you out and we're going to say, hey, here's Seth. He's today's, you uh, uh, you know, honorable mascot. He's going to come in here and do a little Garth Brooks dance. And so then Keith Lee, or Keith, whatever his name was, he was going to come out and say, hey, what are you out here taking up airtime? He's going to kick the the kid's hat off. And when the kid went to pick it up, he was going to kick the kid in the butt and chase him out the curtains. Then I was going to chase him back through the curtains and around a couple times to set up the big, and this is how they always did things on Memphis TV, just set up for the following Monday night at the uh, Mid-South Coliseum. So that was how they always did everything. So we did that. But so we're rehearsing in the back and uh, Lawler says, looks at Seth, he goes, kid, man, listen, don't mess this up. And Seth looked at him as just calm as you could be. He says, hey, King, don't worry about this. as I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so now Seth, this is live TV. So he's supposed to go out and do his part, right? So he goes out. He's supposed to put his hat down. They're going to play the music. He'll start dancing, Right. So he goes out, music place. He puts his hat down and he grabs the mic. Bill D Monday night. they seen this for years. The same thing. Lawler's saying this to Bill D Monday night. Mid South see him. So of course we have to go out and stop him. So Keith, goes, uh, what is his name? Is it Keith Lee? Though no, um, I'll think of his the guy's name. Anyway, uh, he goes out, kicks him, chasing him around. So we had. We did a couple shows around Missouri, little spot shows. Then we did Coliseum that Monday night. I think Seth ended up making about $700 in picture sales that night. Really? Yeah. But uh, we did a um, – this is a funny thing about that show. Two things. Gorgeous George was wrestling against my best friend, Byron Green, wrestled under Johnny Rotten. And they really had a good match out there. And wrestling against Gorgeous George. Now, I brought Gorgeous George in for a tryout, the WWF at the time. And uh, he didn't make it. Well, that's another story. But uh, we're going home that night. And Byron, he's got a big head. His kid, who's just a little baby, like four years old, five years old. His head was like this big. And um, so we're all following each other now. I'm like 10 miles ahead of Byron. But we see his headlights. No, he's in front of me. And I'm catching up with him. And they go, man, you're going to get a ticket. That might be a couple. I go, no, that's Byron. They go, how do you know? I said, I can see their head from here. I was (laughs) Just joking, right? But I could tell by their taillights. So we get up on them, and you can just see those (laughs) big hands sticking up in the windshield. And everybody's like, wow, you really could see that, couldn't you? (laughs) Oh, man. And then we saw also, not to interrupt you, but I will, Rob. Um, uh, We also saw the old guy that I started off uh, my wrestling career from, um, what was it? Oh, shoot. Uh, what was um, – everybody went to there. His name was – oh, my God. Um, no, anyway, funny. it was a little wrestling town there. Henry Rogers was his name. Uh, I'll think of the name. But this where where Eddie Gilbert and all of us went there. He came there that night to see me. I hadn't seen him in a long time. Man, I can't believe that that name's passed me up.
1: Only because you're under pressure trying to think of it.
0: We'll talking
1: about something else and it'll jump right back in your head.
0: Right. It's a, a little north of Haiti, Haytai, Missouri and, um, Malden, Malden, Missouri. And it was just a little dirt floor. Um, again, I wrestled seven times a night when I went there for 25 bucks or a hamburger, but we had a lot of fun there. Well, Henry Rogers came to that show that night. This is also, Hey, saying this part of it, um, Lawler's wife at the time watched a couple grown men, one being King Cobra, undress. That was weird. She wouldn't leave the dressing room. Oh wow. And then <laughs> And then so this is just a night of wrestling in a little spot town in Missouri.
1: But um no, it was a pretty good night that night. That sounds like a blast. Oh, here we go. Val said no, I work with NFP groups. Arthur Blank. I wish I owned Arthur Blank. Okay. NFP are non-for-profit groups that work in the concession stands to make money for their groups. Oh,
0: good for you, Val.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. And David said, Hey, what's up? Hope all is well. Grabbing a cup yeah. of- while I'm here. <laughs> uh hey, Sid and Rob, I'm late tonight. Brad's late. Oh, Brad, come on, get on the ball, man. Right? Oh, and so's Andy. Jeez. He says, "I'm from Missouri and never heard of that town." That kind Maldon, of Malden,
0: Missouri, it was um, again, it was, it was uh, north of Hayti and Steele, Missouri, and actually, a buddy of mine, Mike James, that's where he got his name. We was passing through. No, I, I got my name there. We were called the Heavy Metal Express. We were copying the Midnight Express and the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, I was Sid Steele and he was Iron Mike. We were just getting a name as we were going going to Malden one
1: night. <laughs> So that's another alias.
0: And Malden is the first place I, 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 I autographed a woman's breast. Really? Yeah, it's just about four, five foot maybe, but just huge breast. And uh, I, I remember Henry Rogers going, uh, Sid, uh, you guys are heels. Y'all aren't supposed to be out there. Man,
1: I'm I'm, I'm autographing breasts right now. You know? <laughs> have to be. Are you there. kidding me? <laughs> you remember those moments in wrestling. Yeah,
0: you remember that moment, man. I said, that's why I was down there working for 25 bucks in a hamburger. <laughs> I was autographing breasts, Rob. What do you think, dude? Wait, so you paid that's, the- wrestling- that's why I was
1: wrestling seven times a night. <laughs> it's a necessity. Yeah. Uh Danilo here says, it's nice to see oh, this is on AEW. Uh nice to see Sting so excited though, seeing Tony Schiavone and even giving him a hug. It's good to leave it sort of hanging, though. Makes people want to tune in and see what's next for Sting. And I guess that Listen, is Listen, would you stop with your stupid stuff? What is his name? Danilo. D-
0: Danilo, what a dumb name, too. Uh, <laughs> check yourself out and sign back up. That's how stupid that was. Uh, we're unfacing you right now. We're unfriending you. Listen, no, it didn't work like that. It was boring. He's boring. Tony Schiavone. Schiavone's boring. It was old news, okay? And you you don't. <laughs> Yeah, you do leave something hanging there for the people turning back in. You could have done something simple like he could have come out and and, and did the stinger splash to Tony Schiavone and left. That would have been more – that would have been, whoa. You know what I mean? That would have gotten you – know, I just came up with this just that stupid little of a change that quick. So anything would have been better than that, uh, whatever your first name was again. You're unfriended. Get out of here. Danilo, well, he's back, he said, oh, Danilo about...
1: said shut up. <laughs> what about Goldberg calling out Roman at the bump? I'm guessing that's NXT. Did that happen? I didn't see NXT. I can't confirm. I didn't see that part either. Danilo, if he did, tell us about it. Because I'm curious. Yeah, Danilo, I think you're making that up. I'm curious why Goldberg would be on NXT. Because NXT is like a starter, right? Yeah, they wouldn't be on there. Hmm, Interesting. Uh, let me see here. This is from Sean Mitten. Hi, Sid. Sean from London, UK. We love you here. Uh, To many, you were the Brock Lesnar of the 90s, a beast, complete devastation. And when you spoke, people listened. You were the ultimate box office. What's your thoughts on Brock being a free agent? WWE, AEW, who gets him? You know,
0: I would hope uh, that he would never water himself down. And wait, if AEW ever got on the same level, but no, stay where you're at. Unless you, you know, I, I don't know. That's where I like to see him stay. Okay, and I like Brock. I only made him one time. Um, not enough to dislike him. But first of all, I wasn't, he, I, I never was a Brock Lesnar. I was first, okay? And so then Brock Lesnar would have to come after me and he would have to be the Sid Vicious, which he could not be because he can't talk. And it's not, you know, of course, as much as I like him, as, excuse me, as much as he's over, if he would have been back in that era, he might have never been with nothing but a middle-card guy.
1: Now, don't you think he would have got pushed just for his size alone?
0: Yeah, but there was a lot of guys that size, Rob. Okay, you know, you think just some of the underneath guys like Warlord, Barbarian, the Road Warriors, you know, and they're not underneath, but they're not top guys. You know what I mean? Uh, there's just a lot of big guys back then. You know, again, just go on and on and on. You know, Steiner's… Uh, uh, Stan Hansen, T- Steve Williams, you know, Vader. So he, he, again, it would have been, he would have been in the shuffle. Not saying he wouldn't have made it. He would have, but uh, again, it, we wouldn't be saying that right now. We wouldn't say Sid, you the first Brock Lesnar or whatever, you know? Yeah. I'm like a foot taller than him too. I don't know if everyone
1: realizes that. Was he five, three? Yeah. He's like five foot. <laughs> Frank Middleton says, what are your, th- what are y'all thoughts on Keith Lee? Keith Lee the basketball player. That's gotta be oh. it.
0: Or there's a Keith Lee uh MMA fighter too. Um he he was doing pretty well for a little bit. Now Frank, if that's the Frank I'm thinking about, you know, he's a he's in jujitsu too. He's a jiu-jitsu practitioner,
1: I guess they would call that. Oh wait, American professional wrestler from Wichita, Texas Wichita Falls, Texas. I don't recognize him though. It's got him with the WWE back. You know what I do? I think this
0: is the new guy they have been talking about a little bit. If I'm not mistaken, I hate this too. I hate people that wrestle barefooted. Uh, I think he's the one that does that. Let's and then I heard this from someone. I can't remember who said that he wasn't very well liked in the locker room. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm sorry. I've seen this guy too. He seems to be a pretty nice guy. Um, you know I, again it's almost like a soap opera um big guy but just doesn't say it doesn't just jump out at you go wow you know hmm good talker nice smooth voice maybe too smooth you know too you. nice too kind
1: now is he is he an NXT guy or is he on the
0: he's he a WWE i'm not sure to say i don't think it's NXT i think it's smackdown or raw or something i've seen him on
1: Okay. Uh, John said uh, they've asked Taker to help train and teach NXT new people how to do good storylines and feuds. Mark would be a good one for that. Yeah, he's been around long enough to know that. Yeah. Oh, Danilo. (laughs) I think Omega can be a great heel. Uh, He was great as the leader of the Bullet Club back in New Japan. remember him turning on AJ Styles and beating him up with the rest when AJ was on his way out going to WWE. I do remember a bit of that storyline. So, yeah, I guess I can see yeah. him a heel.
0: Yeah, he, I mean, he could be a, a heel. I just don't see him being like, you know, just a, um, uh, a top-drawing heel. Now, the belt will help him be a good top heel or a better top
1: heel. Yeah, you um, always hate the guy who's the bad guy with the belt. <laughs> the, the
0: thing about this for me that's confusing is that, you know, I called this when I first saw this whole thing start off that one day Kenny would be in this spot here. But I didn't realize how on, I don't know what the word here is. I don't, I, I didn't, I never thought it would be like this. Blah. You know, I thought, wow, this would be more to this.
1: Yeah. Oh, Frank mentioned, I agree with you, Sid. When you discover a lot of new details, rewatching fights. So that's probably mentioned when you were talking about the uh UWF or uh UFC. You're re watching yeah. some of those. Right. And yeah, I could see that because that's almost like rewatching a football game, you know, or
0: yeah. Well, it's something that watching the reruns of UFC. It's almost like you see a little something you didn't see the the time before. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, I see every fight differently. It's, it's it's I don't know and the guys just made a you know billion dollars actually. For of showing reruns, when you think about the money Vince puts into it, how much that all the taping and stuff like this, you know, this guy's got his own place there. He shows one or two shows a month, you know. Yep. and it makes
1: billions of dollars. Uh, Andy here says no ass kissery, but I watch back when you wrestled Sid. You knew how to draw a crowd in and had great rapport with the crowd, and that's a that's a key.
0: It is, and that's the thing is is. I, Again, we talk about the talent in the business today. They they can all do all these great things, but they're not. They don't have that rapport with the people or that ability to reach out through a screen or in the ring to a live audience to say, "Buy a ticket," you know. Believe this for just you know 15 minutes. Now we believed it uh, a little bit in AEW because we both agreed, Rob, that last match was a good match on AEW.
1: Yeah. You you know really what I really mean? so that's
0: how that's what you do when you work hard you make people
1: believe. Oh, here it is. Andy said Keith Lee moved to Raw from NXT. Okay. All right. And he kind of jumped up. And I just saw it, but it disappeared. Bear with me.
0: While you're looking for that, I'll tell everybody some really bad news. Uh I think we lost um Jeff Arthur as our well as your uh, president of your fan club rob he got mad at me um uh, last week about tell everyone that he went or he knows girls on the arrow sites on arrows escorts and i'll tell everyone real quick it's a escort for call girls on on this thing he didn't really do that Um uh, of course he does but no i said i said jeff everybody will think you're really cool so you get everyone he's mad at me because i told his little secret <laughs> Uh, he's in love with the girl. And I want everybody to look this girl up. Chelsea charms. Her titties are really like this big. Uh, <laughs> I need to keep that better. He's in love with her. He wants to marry her, but um, now he's mad at me because of that. And I said, Jeff, this is a uh, this. I'm I'm internet sid sometime, and this is all for fun, and having a good time. So uh, everyone, he's taking it serious. So let's all say a prayer for Ke- uh, Jeff Arthur tonight.
1: So seriously, internet sid just cost me my entire fan club. I know, right? I know. <laughs> She's president. Yep. Well, talking about that, Andy here says, Yep, boobs for burgers. <laughs> signing. Oh, and even Val said, Lucky her. <laughs> uh, here's one from David. Hey Sid, how did you come up with all of your gimmick names? Some of them you didn't, you were given, right? Yeah, I was given um
0: let's see my first one was the Nighthawk. I came up with know, first one, was Sid Steele. I came up with that one myself riding to Malden. And we went by Steel, Missouri and came up with that one. That was a lot of thought into that. Um, And our group was Heavy Metal Express. And then uh, I was given the Nighthawk. I wore a hood, worked one match at the Coliseum against David Haskins. Lawler one time ran opposition against WWF uh, at the Chick Stadium when the WWF was at the Coliseum. They called me one night, called me Cody Starbuck from Montana. Really? Really, That's weird. And then uh, Lord Humongous, of course, wherever you know, that was given to me. And then um, I came up with the rest from there, Sid Vicious, and then that was it. And then, um, of course, they gave me that silly name, Sid Justice, and then Psycho Sid. Then, uh, let's see. Um, I think that's it.
1: Yeah, that's it. Oh, no way. What someone posted in here? Um, I just heard on TMZ Zeus has passed. Oh my god, no way! Tom Lister. So I did a real quick search, and usually Wikipedia is pretty quick about it. And yeah, it has him listed December 10th. Uh, here it goes Lister was found dead at his home in Marina Del Rey, California, and December 10th, cause of death was not immediately known. He was 62.
0: Wow, man, I just um. I met him for the first time in an autograph signing in Winston-Salem. Wow, man. I hate to hear that. Wow. well, What a tough deal. I thought, of course, he probably couldn't wrestle very well, but I thought his his gimmick was a really good gimmick, that one little short run he had.
1: He's in one of my favorite movies of all time, too, Fifth Element.
0: Yeah, well, I hate that. Um, uh, Prayers go out to his family and fans and – and let's uh, hope everything's okay.
1: Uh, where was it here? I'm just trying to find, and I can't find it now. Everything keeps bumping around. Oh, but here Rondell—he did confirm. He said Goldberg did call out Roman. I heard it on WWE. So it must have been during Raw or SmackDown. It was them.
0: probably Raw or SmackDown.
1: Yeah. Oh, and here we go. Andy said Sid was and is better than Brock in my personal and humble opinion. Well, I mean,
0: I, I don't like to get into he said, she said stuff, but um, you know, I don't know. I think different times, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Thanks for reading my message to Sid. Oh, yep. I did just read it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Let me see here. Here's one from Lori. Oh, Lori. Hey, how you doing? Um, Hey guys, Sid was, or Sid, great group you recommended. The Trucks Band are great. I'll check out that song you mentioned. You also did a, they also did a great version of John Prine's Angel from Montgomery.
0: Yes, she did. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Lori, you're one of the few people who are up on their music. I like that. Yes. No, she's really good to, uh, to Tishy's truck, or to Tishy. I guess that's her name, Trucks. Um, Just a really good sound. Like I said, uh, Derek Trucks is than, probably top 10, 15 guitar players there are.
1: Uh, let me see. Chad's got a question. Sid, if UFC was as big as it is now back <clears throat> when you got started, would you have considered that route?
0: You know, uh, there was a couple things. One was uh, I loved to have been a baseball player, but um, football player, too, but I really would have loved to box at one time. And my first uh, box then took karate about the same time, you know, so um, it would have been interesting for me. You know, when I get to go to Memphis Judo and Jiu-Jitsu, where we were franking them, I I watch those guys do Jiu-Jitsu sometime when I get through boxing. And I know for a fact I would have been really good at that because of my long arms. And I've got what I've always said, that retard strength where I'm good at pulling. I've always been really good, too, at using left and right hand equally as well and left and right foot. Uh, since I was uh, just second, third grade, I've always been, able to, you know, uh, ambidextrous, whatever. Uh, so I know it would have been, you know, especially if I would have gotten the start of it, I would have been one of the first people probably to be able to lead with my left or right. You know, I do that even in boxing, and these guys in boxing their whole life, and can't do it. So I, I've got, I'd have, I'd have skills other people don't have. So I think I would have done real well at it.
1: I can see that absolutely. No,
0: I would, I would have loved it.
1: Uh, Kurt's got a question too. Sid, did you create your intro that the announcers announce, hailing from anywhere he pleases? Love that.
0: Yes, yeah, I did do that. I think uh, Orange Cassidy used that last night in AEW. Yes. Yeah, he did. Wherever he Yeah. Orange peel head.
1: Uh, let's see here. Here's Danilo. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> right?
0: I'm going to get my glasses on for this one.
1: Well, he's quoting what Goldberg said. He said, you backed out on me at WrestleMania. He stole my move, God knows how long ago, and he continues to perform it at subpar level. Let's be perfectly honest. I'm the dude that delivers the spear, and I don't think he understands what it's like until I deliver one to him. So Roman, it's coming, and I'm coming for you. I may be old, I may be gray, but I'm still Goldberg.
0: You know what? I think that was a shoot. I, I, you know, Bill never realized this business was a work. You know, I think he really believes that. That sounds almost real. I never forget one time we were in it somewhere, and there was only one person booing him. And he wanted to fight the guy. I was like, Bill. You know, there was more than one, but again. And he was working with me, so people were going to boo him some, you know. And he couldn't take that. It just really got to him. I remember riding with him one time, and I like Bill, and this isn't to not Bill at all. But Bill was, even though he was, you know, wasn't young in age when he got in the business, he was, you know, he, but he hadn't been in the business very long. Just was very young to the business. But I remember one night, we were riding to the Palace in Pontiac, Michigan, or Detroit. And um, he said, you know, Sid, if I could just go another year or two without without anyone kicking out of a jack knife or whatever his move was, he said, I'll have it made. And I I wanted to go, no, Bill, if you get somebody that can kick out of your finish, that's when you're going to have it made because then you're going to sell out places. I wanted to say that, but I was like, this guy's never going to understand that. You know what I mean? So that interview looked like, I mean, something Bill might really say for real.
1: Interesting. Now yeah. I find it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Uh Yvonne Hildago. He said, what is your relationship with Bret Hart Sid? Um
0: I don't know. What do you mean relationship? I'm not married to him or anything. You stupid jerk. No, I'm <laughs> saying uh no uh relationship. we were business people, you know. Um he was a goofy Canadian and I was a good upstanding US citizen. But other than that, you know, we did our jobs together and I jobbed him out a bunch of times other than that, you know, just treating him like, a, you know, Canadian. Right. No, nah, I'm kidding. That. No, Brett and I, we had a good professional relationship, we really did. We never had a problem in the ring together, always worked real hard. And, um, you know, just. I've always said this and I know he doesn't like to hear this. I've always thought he was a little overrated, you know, Um. Goes back to that one time me and him, Sean were doing that triple threat match still and he said, "Well, I don't know if that's good or how." How does Canadian say hey, I don't know if it's good for Bret Hart. You know, I was like, "What the?
1: What?" Is-? No, see, Canadian at the end, a, eh? Hey, hey
0: a, <laughs> at, <the laughs> at the end, end eh? a. <laughs> oh, okay, that's what it is, it'd be. Yep. Uh, I don't know if that's good for Bret Hart. eh. You know, so, <laughs> so it's like what let's look around um but no but he was really pretty cool guy other than that one one time
1: just remember we gave you the last letter in your country's name
0: u.s right <laughs> we gave you your country rob we Told <laughs> you we get go. up there and stay up there and shut up
1: <laughs> i am i'm stuck in my <laughs> exactly
0: <throat> no we apologize no i no i don't know how that all worked out I don't, i'm not i go go that far back in history but we ran y'all out of here. No, y'all helped us save ourselves or what the French did, you know. And I guess the French decided to stay around. We gave them, you know, that part of North America. Somehow the Louisiana purchase, something happened there. A few French got left there. Then that's why a lot of people speak French in, you know, Louisiana. I believe it. No, I forget how that worked out, but there's something there as well.
1: Let's see here. I'm just going to grab a couple quick ones here. Oh, Val says, out of all the names you've had, I fell in love with the vicious one.
0: Oh, th- me too, Val. I always thought that was the best name. Yes.
1: Uh, Andy here says, I saw a top 10 list, and they had when Goldberg crushed Sid's car. Was that the WCW office's idea, or did you and Goldberg plan that angle? It I was the office idea. As I was going to say, if you're going to crush a car, it sounds like something you got to run by the office. For- yeah,
0: you're not going to just crush cars for no reason.
1: Yeah. Here is Danilo with a question. Uh, oh, we talked about this, I think, on the very first podcast. Sid, is it true that Macho Man talked you into getting into wrestling when he spotted you at a softball game?
0: Well, it was actually Lawler spotted me in a softball game, and then I started work- I was working out at French Riviera, a, a, a spa, a gym, in Memphis at the time, that's where I met. Randy Savage, And a long story short, he directed me to Tojo Yamamoto, who trained me. And then the rest is history. And the rest is history. And one day I actually tagged it with Randy Savage on Thunder and beat up D Malenko. How I got to there, I don't know.
1: <laughs> uh, here we go. Brad says, Robin, Sid, don't be mad if I miss the next two shows as I'm going to San Diego and to visit my daughter and grandkids for Christmas. My son-in-law likes 16 months before he retires from the USMC, and they will come home to the Southeast. All right. Well, we can understand that. Yes, we definitely cannot be mad at that. No, not at all. Uh, let's see, one last one. Okay, sure. Rondell has got one question. Who was your favorite ring announcer? Uh, let's
0: see, ring announcer or commentator. Um, I favorite wonder what air he air means air. But- Uh
1: They are different, aren't they?
0: Yeah. Ring announcer, um, man, Howard Finkel. You know? Yes. Howard the Fink. The Finkel.
1: Yep. That's awesome. So who's your favorite commentator?
0: Lord Alfred Hayes. Yes. I miss him. I do too, man. He was really good. Again, I tell the same story because it really did uh, hit me. I remember watching him mill many many nights and for whatever reason it seemed like every night he was commentating Jim Duggan's match and I'm thinking he's going, this guy he's great and blah, blah, blah I was like wow this guy's good man <laughs> and I'll never forget my first time seeing Jim in a match where I was replacing I think again Ric Flair at the Palace in, in Detroit and I remember Jim coming back from the ring and of course his tights were just sagging on him I went wow this is just a Fat guy with blue tights, you know, nothing special, ugly boots, you know, nothing. uh, But Alfred Hayes made him, everyone he, even if he was putting over a hill, he knew how to do it, you know.
1: Mm -hmm. And it was the voice. It was because it had that British.
0: Yes. You know, it was the voice too, but he just had a, just had a, a thing about the way he did it. Nice.
1: Any last words, Sid?
0: You know, um. Real quick, I think we said it a little bit at the beginning. I think I said it last week. I don't want to be repetitive. Um, 3,100 people died yesterday. Uh, they're saying it's going, to, it's getting worse. Not saying um, over 800, 900 games of college basketball has already been canceled. They're talking about stopping. Just today, every football, every basketball game I see is being canceled. Um, this thing's getting worse, but we do have a vaccine. But um, this is when we have to... Um, you know, stay diligent and I'm not preaching anyone. If you don't want to, you know, just do what you want to do, do what you can do and be safe out to everybody.
1: Nice. Okay. There we go. I tried to find the thing to end it right on that and I messed it up, Sid.
0: That's okay. That's okay. You jerk.
1: Right. In that case, you know, <laughs> I'm going to bring up one last question for you from Cheryl. Okay. One of okay. our okay. Sid, any big birthday plans? You know,
0: um, wow, that put me on the spot. Um, right. What are you doing? Tony? Get a haircut. No, I'm letting my hair grow everyone. So forget about it. I'm not getting a haircut. Um, no Wednesday night, I guess I'll be watching AEW on my birthday and I might cook myself a steak or something. I don't know. Uh, everyone I'm going go ahead and tell, tell everyone I'm turning 60 years old. Um, so I'm gonna work out harder tomorrow than I ever have. So, so um between now and next wednesday i want everyone to just cry the whole time okay
1: cry cry you've been listening to the vicious circle podcast your host sid Udi, co-host rob bellamy additional research by pete marsh the vicious circle podcast is produced by two cousin road trip Productions, a division of jx3 media productions The intro music is Unleash the Giants by Cemetery Spawn, and the outro music is Digging Space by Mike Tremblay.